Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome. Wait a second, why is the outro music playing? What is this shit? Who, who runs this, this steakhouse? Hi everyone, welcome, welcome one and all to the Mr. Warren Hayes show. I am none other than, than Mr. Warren Hayes and there is a, there's a lot of stuff going on this evening already. <laughs> oh, man, hey. You know what? It's it's Monday night. No, it's Tuesday night. <laughs> and we're talking about SmackDown Live here on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show because it it just finished a few uh, a few minutes ago, approximately 37 minutes ago. Today being January 29, 2019. Man, what a that was a wild show tonight. It was a wild, wild one. It was there was so much crazy stuff going on. Ooh, we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Did my squid just fall? My squid fell. I f my squid fell. For those of you watching right now on youtubecom uh, Hayes, my my squid fell. For some, for why, like, why now? But it doesn't matter. The show must go on. I want to thank everyone for joining us live here on uh, on uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. We got a nice uh, 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 selection of people in the chat right now. Sweet, sweet folks like JPQ and Blaine making sure everything runs, the ship runs smoothly. And I salute ye. Kevin is here as well. Jason Campbell. We've got... Uh, uh, who, wait a minute, I saw a couple of names pop up. We have Michael, right? Michael is here as well. Michael Stepney, CM Phil. Oh, glad to see you guys. Thank you all so much. Don't worry, John, the squid will be fine. The squid will survive. And, and maybe right now you have no idea what I'm talking about either because perhaps you're listening to this podcast, which is available on all major podcasting platforms. And even on some I have never heard of. But it's there. They're available. You can find the Mr. Warren Hayes show on uh, on uh, Apple, on iTunes. I think it's called Apple Podcasts now. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. It's there. So if you prefer maybe to just have me in your ears as opposed to in your ears and your eyes, which I can understand. I know. I'm self-aware enough to know that... I, uh, I'm best experienced in small doses. But you just limit the amount of time that I actually, uh, the, the, that you're actually exposed to me. So if you want, if you just want to do the, the audio, I, I am 100% supportive of that. And if you do it, if you do podcasts or even here on YouTube, feel free to subscribe. Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to give this a thumbs up. Feel free to send this link out into the universe so we can have more people join us here live this evening to talk about SmackDown Live. But before we do, before we do, you know I always have stuff going on. You know that. It's not, this isn't new. I've always got shit going on. Tomorrow, Wednesday, 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show happening over on FightfulSelect.com, the premium service to Fightful.com. Exquisite combat sports news website that you have to make a part of your daily wrestling uh, news uh, agglutination routine. Is agglutination a word? 
It kind of is. Uh, but uh, let's move on. <laughs> Fightful Select is the premium service that accompanies Fightful.com. So at the very, very low entry price of five smackaroonies a month, you can get a whole bunch of extra podcasts, a whole bunch of extra content, some scoops, some previews. You get my 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap. You get Sean Rossap who does the Fightful podcast, exclusive there, where he gives his thoughts and opinions on the news, stuff that he doesn't necessarily cover. He talks about rumors that he's heard, stuff that he doesn't cover officially. It happens there. It's always good. Good times. You have Steven Jensen now over the weekend who does the Weekender, covers non-WWE programming. And then there's retro pay-per-view reviews. There's dark match commentary. Look, look, folks, I'm already out of breath. Just, just go do it, all right? I'm turning blue in the mouth. Just, just go give Fightful five bucks and get all the stuff. All right? It's just that simple. <laughs> um, so, and, and you know what? My week is pretty much going to be done with that. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, that'll be pretty much it after tomorrow. Then we'll be back next, uh, next Monday for, uh, for some more, uh, for some more of, uh, some more recapping. So that, that's all uh, really exciting. I think this weekend though, I just, it just popped into my mind. I believe, and JPQ in the chat, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this weekend I am going to be recording a podcast with Omega Luke from the Omega Luke podcast. Uh, JPQ and I are being invited on a show. We're going to uh, debate a wrestling-related topic. At least I assume it's a wrestling-related topic. <laughs> we'll be recording that on Saturday. We'll see when uh, old Omega Luke will post that. I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Omega Luke's a cool guy. Has a nice show, a fun show. Uh, and if you want to know when it's posted, well, just follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. And I'll let you know when that happens. And don't forget over on Fightful.com, the Division podcast. Kristen Ashley, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, De Diva Dirt. She, uh, has a, uh, she has a women's wrestling, uh, re women's wrestling news podcast. Uh, she, uh, she had the second edition done recently, just last, what's it, oh, it's just last Saturday, I think so. Uh, and it's up there, it's on Fightful.com, you gotta check that out. She invited me over as a panelist along with Laura Morrow. Who was on, who's on? Who's been on this show with the NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Prediction Show? It was a fun time. We talked about a lot of great topics. And Eva Marie. <laughs> yep, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And you know what else is a good time? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You know what else is a good time? I'll tell you what is a good. Else is a good time. Power Slam. Powerslam.tv is a good time. Powerslam.tv is a subscription service that uh, provides you with 4,000 hours, over 4,000 hours of professional wrestling content taken from the, uh, or at least offered, not taken, it's not like theft, but <laughs> uh, assembling, bringing together for, uh, uh, all sorts of wrestling content and matches from uh, independent wrestling promotions. And I've talked about it before. There's a lot of great stuff there. You've got some old, vintage Rev Pro matches. You get Will Ospreay versus AJ Styles if you feel up to it. Why not? I'd feel up to that. And you get even more current content, Smash Wrestling up here in Canada. They have a working relationship with Impact. So there's a lot of Impact wrestlers, both male and female, who end up there. It's fantastic stuff. You have um, 
bar wrestling, which is really cool. Uh, Defy wrestling out of Seattle. There's a lot of great stuff there. There's a lot of great stuff. And, may, and maybe you're sitting right there and you're, you're like, well, Warren, you know, I'd like to try it off, but I'd like to try it out. I'd like to see what it has to offer, but I'd like an incentive, Warren. Well, holy smokes. I'm glad. I'm glad you're so demanding because if you go to powerslam.tv and you sign up and you enter code Warren Hayes, the greatest, the greatest goddamn promo code of all time. You put that in there, Warren Hayes, all one word, you get 30 days free. I don't know what else you want from me at this point. I'm five bucks for all the uh, for all the fightful select content. 30 days of power slam for free. Jesus Christ, people. I'm not wearing pants because of y'all. I don't know why I said that, but still. <laughs> uh go right ahead, go sign up. It's a great service, and I want to thank the folks at Power Slam for reaching out to the Mr. Warren Hayes show. I appreciate that a great deal. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move right into Bold Predictions! This is where we're at right now, folks. This this is the greatest moment. This is the this is the um this is where the show peaks each and every week. <laughs> right here. Get go to Twitter. Ask people for their boldest predictions regarding the show coming up later on in the evening. In this case, SmackDown Live. And now we have bold predictions. So I, we got a few few quality choice ones for you. Let's start. Let's go right ahead. We're going to start by JB. JB says, Braun and Nicholas come out. Oh, boy. Braun and Nicholas come out and they challenge Miz and Shane. They win. The bar gets their rematch against Braun and Nicholas, and they win, thus completing the circle of life. It's a very, very bold prediction. I hope we never see. I I hope we never see Nicholas again. I really don't. All right. Thank you very much, JB. Next we have Dev, and Dev says. Our <clears throat> truth will confront Samoa Joe about attacking him and taking his spot in the Rumble, only to be laid out. When he comes into the trainer's room, he says to Carmella, she's got me again this time, but mark my words, I'm going to get Nia Jax back one of these days. I, this is this is actually very, uh, very R-Truthy and would have been really, really funny. Dev, this was very good. Good, bold prediction. Thank you, sir, or ma'am. Kevin Carroll. With a very short one. Daniel Bryan versus the Royal Rumble Burger for the WWE title. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if you saw the promo uh, during uh, the pre-show at uh, Royal Rumble, well, you'd know this match would be a squash. hey oh, I'm here all week. Thank you. Thank you very much for your support. Finally, I think it's finally Mark, Mike, not Mark, Mike Baker. Why didn't I call him Mark? Mike Baker. Says, and I quote, there's no quote. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan announced they are opening a vegan cafe slash flannel shirt clothing boutique for very short and very tall men only. <laughs> Saying that the average men are the reason the world is falling apart. <laughs> it's a good one. This is a good one. Thank you so much, Mike. That is... Indeed, 
indeed a very bold prediction. Those were our bold predictions for this evening. Thank you all for joining in as usual. JPQ, by the way, in the chat says regarding my Power Slam offer, if any of you do the 30-day Power Slam, I highly recommend the Bruiser Brody documentary. So good. And I agree. Uh, the uh, the Bruiser Brody story in and about itself is extremely fascinating and seeing it in doc form is mind-blowing. And, and JPQ is right. It's worth getting the service for free just for, the, for 30 days just to check that out. It is fantastic. It is really good. So there we go. And uh, Hitman, Hitman 1116 says, we want the world war and give it to us when I was saying, what else do you want from me? Well, you know, there's only so much, so much a humble, good-looking Canadian can do. Hey, before we get into, uh, before we get into the, uh, the actual SmackDown show, I just want to touch on Dean Ambrose for a second, very, very quickly, uh, because that's all the news. That's pretty much everyone, everyone's been talking about today. The, uh, the first major WWE superstar to uh, ask or at least not renew, leave the company under uh, under the this new um, this new era of AEW super competitive uh, talent acquisition era. Um, I'm sort of stunned that a lot of people think that that it's a work. I mean, if it is, uh, okay. But it's kind of weird for them to be working the audience and uh, through their official press channels, you know. And this isn't just like reaching out to wrestling media. We're talking, you know, uh, we're talking the entire media conglomerate that they the conglomerates that they work with, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, so on and so forth. That they all had the same news. And if, if it is a work, it is a super bad idea for WWE to have done that, <laughs> you know, because it will shake, it will shake the, uh, the, the trust, the confidence that these outlets will have in WWE because they don't want necessarily to be a part of the work, you know, maybe, maybe outlets like maybe Sports Illustrated will, will, will do the work or ESPN, you know, they'll, they'll toe the line a bit because, Maybe they're a little more in on it. Maybe that's part of their understanding that they have, they being WWE and ESPN, for instance. I'm just tossing that out there. But when you when you start fooling, fooling with, uh, with re- I don't want to say real because, I don't want to say real, real press because I'm going to make a lot of enemies if I say that. But but mainstream press, there we go, if, I, if that's what we're going for. If you start fooling around with mainstream press like that, they're not going to take kindly to it, and they are going to shut down uh, any and following press releases that WWE will have because it they don't have time to start dealing with entertainment companies feeding them bad information and having to research if that information is correct. You know what I mean? So I don't know why there's a lot of people who say, oh, it's a work, it's been worded as a work. It's not worded as a work. It's worded as... Like he wasn't future endeavored. They actually wish that he, you know, we wish that he returns. This is an amicable split. 
You know, this is not big Cass being tossed out where he didn't even, he didn't even get the future endeavoring here. So I'm happy for Dean if that's what he wants to do. Uh, let him fly free atop the wings of dreams towards whatever uh, whatever promotions will want from him. Uh, and I tweeted this out and I'll say it again. Uh, he, um, he uh, wherever he ends up, he will be treated and and welcomed as a superstar. And I do not mean that in the WWE sense. I mean that in the Oxford Dictionary sense of a superstar. He's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic for him wherever he ends up. And, you know, then everyone starts saying, well, what about Renee? Well, Renee, Renee can have her career. She's not attached to the hip of her, of her boy, her man. You know, she can do whatever she wants. Doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that because Dean is leaving that she has to leave, that she can't keep her post. Oh, there's going to be heat on Renee. Why? There's no heat. There's no heat. If you read the, 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 the uh, just like I said, in the wording of the press release, they say, we hope Dean comes back one day. There's zero heat. The one positive that comes out of this is that we won't get we won't have to sit through another shield reunion, guys. Not for not for a while. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Let's talk about SmackDown. I'll take a sip here. I am enjoying this evening for those of you who may be wondering at home. I'm enjoying a 7-Up lemon lemon drink. It is sparkling lemonade. White peach flavor. Some people like energy drinks. I like I like uh, fancy Seven Up drinks that taste like peaches. White peaches. <laughs> All right, folks. Let's um. Let me see here. All right. Let's get this going. Let's start uh, SmackDown Live. Becky Lynch comes uh, to the ring. Wait a second. What? What's going on? What's this? There's... What? There's... What's this music? Alexa Bliss? Is this Alexa Bliss's music? What's going on? What is happening? Hi, what? Warren. Who's this? It's Kristen. Kristen, Kristen Ashley? The only real Kristen in your life, let's be honest. What? Hi. What are you doing? Hi, uh, Wait a second. What are you doing here on listen. my show? How the heck? What? Are you a hacker? Listen, every week, every week, I watch at least 12 of your shows. I haven't figured out why yet, okay? But every week, you sit and you talk about women's segments like you have any idea what you're talking about, okay? You need a real professional on this show. And I'm here to help you out. So what you're saying is that you think I, I don't know. You think I suck. Right. And you're going to come in here and you're going to you're going to girl explain to me how things work. Is that what you're saying? I'm going to boss explain something to you. OK. OK. I'm a boss. So why don't you go ahead and uh, recap on your little show. Uh, <laughs> And I will fill in with commentary that is appropriate and uh, professional and correct. 
Go ahead. I just want to point out right now, just before we go on, chat is going berserk right now. Kevin, Kevin is sorry. Kevin is uh, saying, "Hey, that's my boss. Get him, Kristen. Right. Thank you." Blaine is See? chanting. It's everyone's going crazy here. See, it's my people. They're tired of listening to your voice all hour, forty times a week. Warren, you know they do come here out of their uh, out of their own free will. Kristen, you do know that, right? They they come here because they're they feel sorry for you. Oh my god! I mean, that's why I come. At least. Oh, I feel sorry for you. All right. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> I'm right. waiting. Well, well, okay. Well, let's talk about the women then. Let's talk about Becky Lynch because she started sure. off the show, and man, man, this was such a good segment. She uh, gets, uh, first of all, we get a, 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 a substantial video package recapping everything that happened recently, uh, Royal Rumble, what happened at, uh, uh, last night on Raw uh, with uh, Ronda Rousey. Well, hey, Kristen, since you're here and you have such fantastic insight and great expertise, why don't, yep. why don't give, us, give us your thoughts about uh, Ronda and Becky last night. How, how, did, how, did, how did that turn out in your eyes? Well, let me start by saying you mocking me doesn't change how awesome I am. How did I mock you? I said Ugh. you had great insight and expertise. That's right. There you go. What? Okay. Any, anyway, anyway, uh, Rhonda is an awful promo. <laughs> She's awful. She's awful. All she had to do is keep talking. Because let me tell you, I've had my fair share of haters. Okay. And I don't let it stop me from doing my job. There's a job to be done and you're getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. And you just, you keep talking in the mic. But Rhonda can't. She gets upset. And then people have to come out and save her. Like Bailey and Becky. It was, it was awful. <laughs> Rhonda is an awful promo and no one should ever give her the mic. That is my professional opinion. Well, and... Okay, I agree. Oh. <laughs> I agree. But, and, and uh, you know, I think I mentioned it last night as well. It, you know, getting heckled by the audience, you know, happens when you're a pro wrestler. And this is the kind of thing where, despite the fact that, you know, she's done strides in the ring since starting, and I know that's a point we don't necessarily agree on, you and I, um, but it's my show, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue down that, that line. Um, uh, despite the fact that she's improved tremendously in, in, in her ring work, her promos have been so heavily scripted and so dependent on timing and so on and so forth that she gets in front of a crowd that's become hostile to her. She doesn't know what to do. And this is the kind of seasoning you pick up as you work the indies where you work bingo halls in front of 20 people and you've got four drunk guys who are, uh, who are, uh, are writing, writing you the entire evening, you know, that's how you learn how to deal with it. She just completely shut down and she was on the verge of saying something very inappropriate. Yes. Um, she got way too emotional. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Becky's in the ring and Becky, Becky cuts one of her magnificent man promos, man, the man is what I'm trying to say. 
She couldn't. She says she couldn't uh, resist looking uh, at uh, Ronnie and her little eyes again. She understands how different both of the the both of them are. She says, uh, "I didn't." Uh, she said that at the start of the pay per view, I did when I lost at uh, at the pay per view. I didn't uh, at the start of the pay per view at Royal Rumble. She means I didn't go away and and, and crumble and start crying. I went back out there and won the Royal Rumble on one good leg, and the crowd is hot. The crowd is hot for Becky. That's all they chant. Becky says she's. Uh, uh, she also adds that she is proud to have worked her way. To have come from nothing, to have slapped all the heads that she slapped on her way up, and says her most proud moment. She's mostly proud, most proud, of working the pre-show one year at WrestleMania, then the next year being in the main event. And that's I don't know what you think at this point, Kristen, but that's something that I felt Rhonda was a little off base with last night, because well, yeah. Rhonda because I mean- Rhonda was saying. Uh, she had pointed that out as a bad thing, you know, <laughs> whereas like, shut up, Rhonda, this is a good thing. Yeah, you know, heaven forbid you have experience in wrestling before you actually get to a wrestling ring, right? There, there I mean, she's, she's right. Like, she's, I mean, she, if you look at Becky's backstory, she really had to fight. She started out really young with her brother. Mm-hmm fought to even get invited and she just kind of invited herself and then got injured had issues with uh alcohol and uh drugs and left for a little while and then decided to come back i mean she really struggled with her path it wasn't oh hi we're we're wwe and we're gonna sign you because your name is recognizable now i'm not saying that ronda didn't put in work to get where she was but if you're just talking wrestling then, then yeah, I mean Becky's got her beat by a, a long, long mile. Everyone in the audience is uh, is going is eating this up. Got to tell you, so am I. There's you deserve a chance. And she says the one there's one thing that I saw in Ronnie and Ronnie's eyes, something that I don't have in my eyes, and that is doubt. I will break your arm in front of the world, and that is the cue for the queen to hit the ring. And she's smiling. She's applauding. She she's being the great. The the she she's pulling on some fantastic flair, disingenuous happiness here. She's fantastic. She says, "Congrats, Bex. You made it off the kickoff show." And there's Becky Chance. The Becky Chance keep on. And Charlotte ag- acknowledges them. It's, yes, yes, she deserves it. I'm so proud. You know, she says. Charlotte says, you know, you weren't in the Royal Rumble match. You willed your way in. I guess you learned something from me, Becky. You know, yeah, you became the man thanks to the lessons from the Queen. And Charlotte is very happy that she could do all of this for you for her, Becky. You're welcome, Becky. And then Becky sort of standing there. She sort of lifts the microphone slightly to her lips and instead just uncorks. A straight fist right in the mouth. That was such a punch. Such a punch. They have a pull-apart brawl for the next following minutes. And I, man, I love me a good pull-apart brawl. Becky and Charlotte, this isn't the first time they do it, but it was it was fantastic as always. Now, 
I really like this segment. I thought it was on fire. But the question that we have here is what are they setting up, uh, Kristen? Because on one hand, you still have to entertain a promo, uh, not a promo, but a program with Becky and an opponent leading into WrestleMania. You know, we still have two pay-per-views to go before we get there. But then there's this uh, rumor going around that there's a, that they're thinking about adding Charlotte into the main event, and, or at least into the Becky Ronda storyline, and uh, making it a triple threat. What are your thoughts on all of this? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a triple threat, because that seems to be a specialty of WWE, to throw in more bodies than needed. Uh, if, you, if you believe the rumors that Rousey's probably going to leave to start a family, then there's got to be somebody for Becky to fight. Um, so why not start a feud this early with Charlotte? And I mean, it's it's been going on for quite a while, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's really the only other person right now that Becky would have a believable fight with on the SmackDown roster. So why not, why not let her continue this feud? Um, because let's say she loses and and Ronnie wins. <laughs> well, then you still have to have somebody to fight with on SmackDown. So I mean, they would just be doing some some future booking uh, storylines. But yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I I kind of hope they don't. I mean, I loved mm-hmm. I loved the promo, and I think Charlotte is gold. She's gold. She's so good. She's so bitter here and you can feel this like seething hatred like you stole my spotlight you stupid bitch like she's just she's just seething with it and it's great and then she turns it into you're only here because of me uh because you know for a long time becky did live under the other horsewoman's shadows so it's pretty fantastic i agree uh yeah i wouldn't be, i wouldn't be surprised if it's a triple threat well, I'm I'm kind of hoping it's not. Uh, of course, uh, I think we might be reading a little too much too much into it. And chat, let us know what you think about this. Uh, what, what what would you like to see at, at WrestleMania? Do you want the triple threat? Do you want just Becky and Ronda? I I, I you know I um I understand your point. You're saying that you wouldn't be surprised, but I'm I'm getting the vibe that I'm getting from you, Kristen. Kristen Ashley, is that uh you're you you wouldn't necessarily care for the triple threat. We don't need to overbook every match that the women are in. That's true. Already bad enough. That's true. Um, I really see this as a uh, as a short form feud, or at least something to keep Becky busy. Because, uh, and here's something that that, that comes to mind. Uh, because uh, we we cut to commercial, or actually a little later on, a couple of commercials later, Becky is leaving the arena without being checked out by medical staff. She doesn't want to be checked out. And commentary puts over the, the fact that, oh, maybe she might be a little more injured than she's than she's letting on. Because she's still selling the injury from the Royal Rumble. She was still selling the leg tonight. Um, and, you know, she, she was still hobbling on it and Charlotte was still mocking her, you know, at some point during the brawl. You know, she was still laughing at her. So... You know, I kind of feel that this is this might be a story leading into the into WrestleMania that Charlotte might aggravate this. Um, yeah, I, you know what? It's really, really curious. I don't know exactly. I, 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 I like I wouldn't be surprised, 
but I think we're also reading a little too much into it, and I really think they're just going they're just going to give this give Becky a little something to do while waiting to move on. Uh, chat here says, Blaine says, hell no to the triple threat. This chat was already, has already confirmed for the masses that we want Becky versus Rhonda. Um, and, um, let me see here. Yes. Uh, Jason says, yes, give me the triple threat. That's all he wants. Uh, CM Phil says that he doesn't want the triple threat, uh, but he does think it's going to happen. Michael says no triple threat in all caps. So that, you know, Kristen, that's serious business. Yep. Hitman says no triple threat for Raw. Do a triple threat for SmackDown title with Oscar Charlotte and someone else. So you can use Oscar Charlotte after Mania. I'd be okay with Oscar Charlotte at WrestleMania again this year. That was uh, mm-hmm. one of the better matches of uh, WrestleMania last year. Well, since you're here, we're gonna we're gonna I'm, you know because I don't want to I don't want to you know keep you here too long. You know, let's not right. you know I want I still want to do stuff to do. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's my show, so. You know, I, well, your show usually goes like six hours, so okay, you know. all right. Um, so we'll jump ahead a bit and we'll talk about the other women's segment that we got, uh, which uh, was uh, Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose backstage that declare themselves contestants in the Elimination Chamber Women's Elimination Chamber Tag Team Championship Tournament uh, Finals. I don't know what you call it anymore. They just declared themselves in like it's the Royal Rumble. And meanwhile, on Raw, we're having qualifying matches. What the hell, Kristen? Well, the I mean, the roster on SmackDown's smaller. I don't know that you can have qualifying matches on SmackDown. There's not a lot of women on that roster right now. Well, then why do the qualifying matches on Raw then? Like, why don't you lot. just do the declaring thing? Well, there can only be three on each. Yeah, You know, so maybe they just want to make it look like they get to work for it. I mean, frankly, I would rather see any matches than none. Like, we didn't see any women's matches tonight. That's at a all. very good point. Uh, all the women did superbly on the mics. You know, we even had Lana and Carmella doing really awesome on the mic. But we didn't have anybody fighting. Now, you know, you can't have... Charlotte or Becky on a team. Uh, I don't know if Lana's really hurt or not, but it seems like she's back to valet status. I mean, there's not a lot of women on that roster to begin with. So, I mean, I think what's going to happen is they're just going to declare themselves because there's probably only three to begin with. See him, Phil in the uh, in the chat says, "You know what? Use jobbers, damn it!" And he's he's not entirely wrong. You know, they they could just pull out a pair of ladies from anywhere and just. You know, oh, we open up this opportunity to everyone kind of bullshit, but. Well, what's the, I mean, but then we still know who's going to win. But then you get your match, Kristen. Well, I understand, but then we get a 10 second squash match. Does it have to be 10 that. seconds? Well, usually. And is it, is it a squash match or is it a showcasing match? Is it is it one where you showcase the your, your star's strengths? Hmm. Kristen? We, we have, we have a really disgusting storyline going on with Mandy Rose to pay more attention to than actual wrestling. You know how it is. Yeah. Okay. The, yes. All right. Well, let's talk about that yeah. disgusting storyline. <laughs> let's let's jump right in. Uh, Mandy Rose is uh, playing the uh, the victim card, saying it's not always easy being me. You know, 
<laughs> you know, she says, it, you know, she says that, uh, you know, you're one half of the fiercest, one of the fiercest teams on the planet and people always try to knock me down. And then uh, I can't remember who's inter- interviewing her. I'm sorry. But, uh, she, you know, asks, you know, well, why do you hate? Why do you hate um, Naomi so much that you want to ruin her her marriage? And they pull out footage of Tough Enough from 2015 where she competed in. And Naomi was uh, a judge, I guess, or a trainer. Um, and uh, Naomi was calling calling her out, calling her weak. And demanding that she be splashed. Now, Mandy, back to Mandy. And I have to say, I thought this was funny. Says that, you know, she felt so bad being called out like that by Naomi that she went home and cried and she cried and she cried and she kept crying. Her boyfriend was so sick of her crying that she left her. And that's why she wants to break up Jimmy Uso and Naomi. Because... Naomi broke up her relationship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> yeah, this is this is what I looked like when I got the when I heard that. I was like, exactly, exactly like this. Folks who are watching this on Mr. Warren Hayes on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. That was my I can't believe they said that. All right. Kristen, your thoughts. <laughs> This is so ridiculous. First off, 2015. I mean, they've been on the same roster for a while Mm -hmm. before this feud started. So if that's your case, I mean, then why didn't she act like a brat towards Naomi? Uh, Secondly, you cried and cried, and then your boyfriend left you? (sighs) Okay. And I... I really like how Sonia said, you know, Naomi said a lot worse, but I'm not going to repeat it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's usually a sign of, well, we wrote this on the fly and we couldn't come up with a thorough enough answer. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to leave it, you know, half explained. I I will. I think it's funny that they show tough enough. And I, I personally believe that this is going to be tied in to their uh, reality show that's coming up where they're looking for a future superstar. Oh, yeah. Personally. We, talk, we, we talk about that in, in, in length, don't we? And uh, Where do we? Yes. Where, where did we talk about this again? Oh, The Division? Yeah. Yeah. My podcast that you forget to plug half the time, even though I let you on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, we did. We talked about it on The Division. Uh, how this is turning women's wrestling into a reality TV show, which, you know, they already have two of anyway, but you know, it's, I think it's just, I think it's leading to this sort of like, Oh, Hey, do you remember tough enough? Do you remember how we had that show? And like that gave us some talent that are on the rosters right now. uh, And they're bringing it into just like with the temptation Island thing. I thought they were cross promoting with that. Oh God. Um, (sighs) my, my, my take on this um, my take on this is that she, um, WWE is sort of like scrambling to, they, I think they, I, I don't think they expected because they're so tone deaf sometimes they, they didn't expect the kind of reaction, negative reaction that the angle got. And I think they're backpedaling to try and find, uh, a, a better reasons to motivate this feud. 
And we talked about this a bit before. No, we didn't because it was a surprise that you came on. But let's say we had talked about this before you came on my show. <laughs> Kafabe is dead. Uh, if we uh, if we had talked about it uh, before you came online, uh, we would have. I would have probably said that. <clears throat> uh, I, it feels like too little, too late on on WWE's part. It's like they finally realize that you know if they want, maybe they should just let their women feud about wrestling things. And maybe that will help motivate the feuds and make them actually interesting. Now I feel that's what they're going back to. They're like backtracking, looking for a reason. It's like, hey, you know what? She said something. Naomi said something semi-mean to uh, to Mandy Rose. Yeah, what? She she called her weak. Oh, she didn't call her like a, like a skank bitch or something? No, no, no. She called her weak. Y- yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, we could use that. You know. I feel they're just going. Yeah. They're 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 trying to they're trying to retcon essentially what happened. I don't know. I don't know that WWE really cares what we think. They 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 started off saying, "Well, this is for you." Mm-hmm. Oh, but, we have all I sorts mean, of proof. I mean, since yeah. since the fresh the freshness, everything that was supposed to change, right. and they were listening to us. We've seen we've seen them stick right. their have, stick their, their 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 finger up their ass. Is that right. the expression? We yeah, I mean, we have a McMahon with a title. Yeah. And, I mean, we just have the same nonsense. That we, we have had. Elias. They turned Elias. They turned Rusev. Right. Yeah, everyone's turned a million times. I mean, I'm assuming now that they're trying to turn Mandy Rose into a semi-likable character, and I, I don't think I'm going to ever like her. <laughs> but, yeah, I, they don't. I don't think they really care. Oh, poor want. Mandy. Poor Mandy. If, 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 if she's done right now, if you don't like her now, and you, you can carry a grudge, man. So yeah. I feel for her. I really do. I don't feel for her. She's fine. I feel for her because you're because you're she's on your she's on your list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jericho what, gave me his list. Not, not Jericho. Yours. Anyway. <laughs> well, hey, Kristen. Uh yeah. thank you very much for popping by. You're welcome. Those were all it was the, needed, the, apparently. The, these were all the women's segments of the evening. Perhaps, uh, you know, uh, you know, the door will be always open if you want to pop back in. And perhaps at another occasion, we'll actually have matches to talk about. Uh, but in the meantime, why don't you let all the good, good folks who are listening right now, let them know where they can find you on social media. And But, you know, maybe not your home address. You don't want people to go find you there. No, because they would. They would. All of you in the chat know where I exist because you're all loving, adoring people. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Kristen Ashley. It's my name. It's not hard. You can find me on Diva Dirt. Go there for all your women's wrestling news. We've already talked about it. I'm on the Division Fightful's only women's wrestling podcast, led by me, sometimes Warren if I like him enough, and then more credible professional panelists like Joe and Laura. Uh, and yeah, I also occasionally. I've got some really cool pieces coming up. One's about intergender wrestling with a lot of quotes. So keep an eye on that. That's fun that that's back in the discussion. Eh? It's crazy what just one event yeah. can do. Yeah. Awesome. Kristen, uh, listen, all serious in all seriousness, thank you very much for popping in. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you soon. I think you're going to go jump I'll in the chat, right? Yep, I'll come back. I'll come back and uh, save them from you. Oh, my God. Okay. I, okay. I retract the thanks. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Kristen Ashley, everyone. What a shock. (laughs) 
All right, let's continue on then with the rest of the show. <clears throat> After the Becky Litch segment, we had R-Truth, who came to the ring accompanied by Carmella, saying that he got jacked up. He got jacked up because he never got to enter the Royal Rumble because of Nia Jax. See, that's the joke. He got jacked up. Jack, Jack, anyway. He says, one minute I was rapping, the next I was napping. And I adored that because it is a 1992 mainstream rap rhyme. Like, I wouldn't believe. I really, really popped for that. He, uh, he said he would have won the match. But instead tonight, you know, the McMahons realized that he got screwed. And instead, he's getting a U.S. title shot. Now, if you thought that first segment was wild... He's getting U.S. title shot against Shinsuke Nakamura, who goes right after R-Truth. And look, this is not much of a match. Aside from Nakamura hitting a reverse exploder, there's not much to this. We have a commercial. When we come back from a commercial, Shinsuke gets some knees in on R-Truth. He goes for a landslide, but uh, but R-Truth uh, uh, rolls him up into a, a pinning combination. And then Mike Kyoto counts... And Shinsuke doesn't quite get his shoulder up, or at least that's what we think. Mike Kyoto counts three out of nowhere. R-Truth is the new United States champion. Now, listen, folks. Mike Kyoto is continuing on his legacy of being the worst referee in the history of WWE. And yes, I'm including Danny Davis in this. Because Mike... Shinsuke's arm, Shinsuke's shoulder was up. It was up. God damn it, Kyoto, you you dumb bastard! What are you doing? And let's not forget, this is the same Mike Kyoto who didn't quite know how to do a money in the bank cash in. Carmella's cash in. Remember, he was like going around with, "Are you sure to just?" Ring the goddamn bell. Kyoto. I mean, Kyoto, right now, right now, Kyoto should go work for New Japan. He'd be at home, right at home over there with New Japan refs. So we have our new U.S. champ. Our truth is celebrating, but that brings Rusev out, accompanied by Lana. And he says that he deserved the U.S. title much more than R-Truth does. And he challenges him right now. And they have a face-to-face -face confrontation. R-Truth and Rusev, Lana and, and Carmella. And they start jacking on each other, jaw jacking. And uh, uh, Carmella and, 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 um, Carmella and Lana are really, really laying into each other to the point that Carmella shoves Lana to the ground. Now, be careful, Carmella. Be careful. You know, Lana might have had wrestling training, but, uh, you know, you wouldn't want her to fall to the mat from a shove and, you know, dislocate her hip or break a rib or two. You know, she's a pro wrestler, but oh, what a delicate flower she is. There's a shoving match between the dudes and R-Truth concedes. and says, put my bell on the line. He tells that to goddamn Mike Kyoto. Says, hey, 
Mike Kyoto, you blind son of a bitch. Make this match happen. <laughs> and I, again, this is not much of a match here. R-Truth rolls up Rusev for the win, but then Shinsuke Nakamura attacks R-Truth from behind, drags him outside, beats him up some more, and Shinsuke sends uh, R-Truth back in the ring where Rusev is waiting. Then Rusev starts beating up R-Truth, and then they gang up on R-Truth. They help each other out. They help. Uh, Shinsuke holds R-Truth up. For a Majka kick by Rusev. Rusev holds our truth up for a Kinshasa from Nakamura. Listen, I dug this. I thought this was wild. This was fun. And I am so pleased. I am pleased this punch. Or as Peach 7-Up uh, Lemon Lemon White Peach drink. I'm as pleased as anything that you find tastes tasty that R-Truth is getting a program, a true-to-form, actual program, not just come in and do your comedy bits, make us feel good, make us laugh. No, they're doing something with him because he got himself over. That's good. The guy, the guy is still in great shape. He, he's 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 he connects with the crowd and he has been doing fantastic fantastic fun work with Carmella. So I I'm I'm for this. The question here that I find really strange, and I talked about it with uh, Kristen Ashley. They turned Rusev just like they turned Elias out of nowhere, right? I mean, these were two guys that had been. Uh, had been positioned as heels, but then the audience organically wanted to cheer for them, did the, the face turn, and now they're turning them heel again. And I think in both cases, there's an argument to be made that, and Elias, I talked about this last night on Raw, but I think the same thing applies with Rusev. The Rusev face turn wasn't given a real chance to grow. If they just looked, looked at this and said, hmm, you know what, Rusev, the face turn's not working. We're going to put you heel again. They didn't give him anything to do. Didn't give him anything to do. That's the same thing with Elias. However, I think the main difference here between the two, if we're drawing comparisons, I think the main difference between the two here is that the Rusev turn was, uh, was effective because he beat up a well-liked, um, a well-liked, well-appreciated fan favorite in in our truth. You beat him up, and especially with Shinsuke, Shinsuke, who has been a heel for a while, they gang up on him. It's super heelish. He got the heat. Whereas Elias, well, he beat up two old dudes. Jeff Jarrett, arguably, never really been over. I think the nostalgia of Jeff Jarrett is over, but Jeff Jarrett has never really been like, ah, Jeff, Jeff, my God. You know, and he's old. And then old road dog. Uh, I still think the Elias heel turn is a bust. It's really strange. Next, we have Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Or do we? 
because Zelina Vega comes out and she starts talking to Ray, who's already in the ring. She says that she knows Ray got her barred from ringside last week. You know, do I distract you from your match? And she does one of these, you know, do I distract you? You know, she's sort of. Do 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 I distract you, people? <laughs> but the point here is that uh, you know there all these distractions allows Andrade Cien Almas or Andrade Cien Almas to attack Rey Mysterio from behind. Goes for the Eddie Guerrero's three amigos, but the third one is countered by Rey into an enziguri. Uh, the 619 is blocked and Ray eats the hammerlock DDT. And Andrade, Andrade is looking hella strong, folks. That was so, so good. It was a good, it was a good moment. I really, really liked it. Uh, and I really, I really, really liked the idea of them pushing forward with this, um, I really like the idea of uh, of them pushing forward with uh, the um, with a Ray and Andrade feud. But man, we've already seen so much. Like what? What? What's on the docket? What's next? We've already been spoiled with these two. You know what I mean? You know, you never know. You know, you know, they can they can come together. You know, maybe just backstage, you know, it becomes a challenge, you know, and someone says, someone sets out a, a challenge in front, uh, you know, towards the other. It's like, well, maybe we, you know, maybe we could do better. And they accept the challenge, you know, it's like, maybe, okay, well, what can we do next? How can we bring this to the next level? So t- challenges are good. Being challenged sometimes is good. Um, Rusev is backstage and he runs into Gallows and Anderson who are kind of sticking up for our truth and this ends up with a match ends up with a match between or at least the setup of a match between Gallows and Anderson and Runesef you know that that great game Runesef Rusev and um, uh, Nishinsuke Nakamura who are apparently drawing a uh, an uneasy alliance here. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like that's one of my unwilling catchphrases. Here's the thing. Why are we putting two singles guys again in a tag team to do tag team things when we already have tag teams? When we have extremely talented tag teams? that could use this kind of push and attention to elevate themselves, such as Gallows and Anderson, such as Sanity. Man, just a month ago, I was freaking out because we had Sanity, both Sanity and um, and Gallows and Anderson on the same episodes of Raw. And now it's like, Why are they always being relegated to the back? I don't understand. What's going on, chat? <clears throat> um, Jason Campbell says uh, Selena Vega could uh, distract him from anything. 
Daniel Price. Hiya, Daniel. Says, I want Ray and Almas at Mania. Retirement versus hair. <laughs> Down to the wire, man. Match. Ray puts Almas over, of course. That's what he has to do. He, but he knows. He knows his thing. Kevin Carroll picked up, picked up on my RuneScape reference. Thank you very much. Waiting for the... Jason as well says, uh, Waiting for the face turn with Andrade to team up with Ray. I disagree. Keep Andrade heel. He's so good at it. We have the uh, SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship Partey with the best tag team in the world entering the ring with their new, newly won SmackDown Tag Team Championship titles. There's no party, no confetti, no balloons, says Miz. But Shane says, you help me, uh, you help me uh, bring to reality a childhood dream. How can I repay you, Miz? There's a moment coming up that you will never forget. But first, let's watch a video package on the journey that got us here. Let me go through all of that stuff. And um, <clears throat> he says, this is the motivational force. Shane says, this is the one motivational force that Ms. Mike Mizanin uses every day that to help him push himself and go forward. And he introduces, this is the moment, the surprise, Mrs. Dad, for your Emmy consideration, folks. Mike Mizanin's dad's hair, ladies and gentlemen. He comes to the ring and he grabs a microphone and... He says, I love you, Mike. I love you. And I'm very proud of you. And they hug. And I don't know where the Miz got his acting abilities from. But he didn't get them from his dad. Oh, boy. Ooh. I can't wait for in a couple of years for Miz to have his dad's hairdo. So basically, Shane and um, Miz then say, well, you know, uh, who's next? Well, we're going to have a four-way elimination match to determine the next SmackDown Live contenders right now. And this is going to be an elimination match. And where we have the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bar versus Heavy Machinery who pop up on SmackDown. They did a match on Raw and they did a match on SmackDown. I don't know if they've settled. You know, they did mention on Raw last week that the the newcomers were sort of sending out feelers, testing out things, you know, saying, what's the best fit for me kind of thing. So is Heavy Machinery a part of SmackDown? Look, if anyone in chat wants to go check on the roster and let me know if uh, Heavy Machinery has been officially added to the uh, SmackDown roster or not, that'd be appreciated. It'd, it'd, it'd give us something to talk about. In the chat, interaction. That's how it works, folks. <laughs> uh, Otis Dozovich starts out with, against Jay Uso. I think it's Jay. Um, he uh, starts off and he takes uh, Jay down. Uh, Kofi Kingston tags himself in uh, and um, he absorbs, he being Otis, absorbs uh, Kofi's offense and then sits on him. Kofi tags Big E in then, and uh, they both run the ropes with some clotheslines, but Big E can't get an abdominal stretch on Otis because he's a very rotund individual. But uh, it ends up with uh, Otis slamming him down to the mat. Uh, they, uh, they being heavy machinery, double do the uh, they do some double teaming. They do the bushwhacker strut thing, and they ram into Big E. 
Um, Sheamus comes in uh, a little later on. Sheamus comes in uh, to face Jimmy Uso. He drives a knee into Jimmy Cesaro, gets back in, puts him in a sleeper. But Jay Uso gets the hot tag and he takes out Heavy Machinery. He takes out uh, Sheamus. Samoan drop, covers, only gets two. Sheamus flips Jay over the top rope. Big E tags in as he flies through the air. That was cool. It was a nice little spot. They move, uh, they being the, the New Day, into an electric chair position with uh, sitting on Big E. Kofi with the flying knees off the top rope, covered but only but covers, but Cesaro breaks up the uh, the pinfall. Cody and Otis then uh, then happens. <laughs> it it happens. Kofi jumps off the top rope. Uh, Otis catches him mid flight, and Heavy Machinery hit the compactor. Covers Kofi and get the pin. Jay Uso then uh, comes in and he dumps a uh, heavy. He dumps out heavy machinery. The Usos go for a dive, but Cesaro tags himself back in on Jay. Uh, Jimmy then uh, Jimmy then goes and and dives to the outside, but Jay he, on his side he gets planted onto the commentary table by the bar. Tucker Knight side slams Cesaro, but Sheamus comes in and starts kneeing. Knight, who eventually gets the tag in uh, back, uh, gets the tag over to Otis, who avalanches both members of the bar, belly to belly overhead suplex, avalanches both guys in a corner. He hits the uh, caterpillar elbow <laughs> on Cesaro, covers him and only gets two. Uh, they go for the compactor again, but they're distracted. Instead, they get a nice little move here, wheelbarrow into a slam. Which is really cool. Get the cover. Uh, they cover Cesaro, but Sheamus breaks it up. Jimmy Uso tags himself in and hits a flying crossbody off the top rope. He uh, hits an enziguri on Otis. Super kick on Knight. The bar become legal again. And there's a brogue kick that happens. Jimmy super kicks both guys. Um, Jimmy then uh, dives onto Cesaro to the outside. Top rope splash by Jay, who covers Cesaro for three. And we are going to be getting at an elimination chamber. The Usos versus the greatest tag team in the world. And to wrap this one up, folks, we have a main event segment. This was wild. Uh, Blaine says heavy machinery are not officially on the SD roster, but man, I would love to see them there. They showed out tonight. Yeah, that was the main sticking point of this match is how strong heavy machinery was booked tonight. Daniel says, I'm happy heavy machinery. got a rub tonight and some shine, but I hate tag titles being used to drive a singles angle. Yes. Um, Jason says, I hated the fact that three of those teams that participated in that fatal four-way were the same dang tag teams. You could have just had Sanity replace uh, the New Day. That would have been fine. Man, if the Usos job to Shane, WWE doesn't deserve nice things. Well, you know, WWE apparently doesn't deserve pretty title belts. Daniel Bryan comes to the ring. He has a microphone and he says, you know, you know who won this Sunday? And everyone breaks into a Becky chant. And my God, at that moment, I could not have been more proud of that Phoenix crowd. Brian sort of brushes it off. He doesn't he doesn't fool around with it. I, I was really looking forward to what kind of quip he would have had 
to counter that, but no, he just he just let it slide. He said, you people won. Each and every one of you won. You won. Your children won. Your children's children won. A victory for me is a victory for every sentient being, being on the planet because Daniel Bryan is the planet's champion. I swear, guys. I swear. Daniel Bryan's not a heel for me. He is so, he's so much fun right now. I'm enjoying him way too much. And he says that, um, you know, he's not alone in this quest. He found someone who understands everything he says and does. And he introduces Rowan. So Eric Rowan getting a first name back already stricken from him. Poor Eric Rowan or Rowan. It was hilariously fantastic that on his Titantron, it's written Rowan and the O in Rowan is a spinning recycling symbol. I thought that was hilarious shit. Ah, that was so, it's just so grotesquely goofy. I just thought it was fantastic. He says he found, uh, Daniel Bryan, that's it. He, he says uh, he, he's found someone that's on his level. So, you know, someone who, Eric, Rowan reads Chaucer and Harai. <laughs> He says his hands are dirty because he's a man from the earth. He is my intellectual peer. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And Eric Rowan is wearing an Alestorm t-shirt. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Alestorm. But if you like your if you like your 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 rock music drunk, hit up your Spotify and uh look for Alestorm. Uh, that got points for me. Um, Daniel Bryan goes on. He says, AJ Styles called me a hypocrite. And he's right. I am one because I carry around this thing. The WWE Championship title. And so then he asks for a trash bin, which they put in the ring. And he says, you know, this is a symbol of victory, but it's also gaudy. It's made from cheap labor. It's made from the skin of a cow who suffered. And then, of course... This is where the the this is where the the peak of the evening was achieved when he says I like to think of this cow this sentient creature that suffered needlessly I'd like to give her a name let's call her Daisy the cow and of course the audience you know he, Daniel Bryan says you know her skin was used to make the belt and the audience breaks into thank you Daisy chance uh he he ends up trashing the WWE championship title now if you're even remotely a purist as far as um, wrestling goes, even or or if you're f even fairly not a purist but uh, a historian, knowledgeable about the past, the history of pro wrestling, you know how um, how big a gesture, how severe a gesture this was right here to take a belt and toss it into. The rib, the rubbish. That's not something to be taken lightly. That, that's a bold move right there. So he trashes the belt. And the audience gets into a goodbye Daisy chat. <laughs> oh, they were just eating the shit up. And uh, basically... 
uh, Eric Rowan had a sack with him. I forgot to mention this. And inside the sack is Daniel Bryan's new title. And it is spectacular. It looks terrible, but also fantastic at the same time. It looks like someone on Etsy made it and they ordered it. It is it couldn't have been any more perfect. And he says it himself. It's made from 100 organic, 100% organic hemp made from the wood of a fallen oak. <laughs> and then he gets cut off. But just that bit there where he, of course, made from the wood of a fallen oak because you didn't chop down a tree to make this one. The tree had already been felled. You know, perhaps by natural occurrences, the wind, uh, um, lightning. Oh, man, that was so good. That was so funny. AJ Styles comes out and he asks him if, uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you smoke the prototype of that, <laughs> uh, of that belt? And that brings out Randy Orton. During the commercial, Jeff Hardy comes out. Mustafa Ali! joins the fray and then at the very end so you have all these five guys in the ring and then at the end you have Samoa Joe who comes out and he is he has a microphone and you have Samoa Joe saying Samoa Joe things and it is just the most brutal vicious face grating fire promos oh, on everyone but especially on Jeff Hardy why don't you act like like this is an AA meeting and shut your mouth while I'm addressing the group? Ah, and what was fantastic in Joe's promos is that he addressed his history. He has history with three people in that ring. He even brought Wendy back. God damn. This was so, so good. And it's in, again in these circumstances where you, you when you take a, a sit back and you look objectively at what's happening, you have to ask yourself, why aren't they doing more with Samoa Joe? What's wrong? What, what's the problem? Ugh. Everyone starts brawling. They start fighting each other, but Daniel Bryan, he's staying away. He's up on the commentary table and he's holding his new title aloft. And he's saying that he will always be the WWE champion until Triple H appears. On screen, on the Titantron, says, hey, hey, Daniel Bryan, look over here. Look up here. Hey, hey, you're not going to defend against one of these men. You're going to defend against all of these men in the Elimination Chamber. I'm all for this. There is a lot of great people in that match. This is going to be a barn burner of an Elimination Chamber. Are you kidding me? And you have... Mustafa Ali in there. How long has he been called up? A month? Look at how much they believe in this guy. You know, Mustafa Ali, he's so likable and has such a perfect backstory, something that you can relate to. It's a, you know, tried and true. He, you know, used to be a cop, has a family. He's of a different faith and he's pushing through, you know, stereotypes, trying to be a good person. This is the kind... This is the kind of stuff, I'm sure you've seen the reports from or rumors from last year, mid last year, where 
there was a rumor circulating that Fox is going to want WWE to cut down on the comedy, on the goofball nonsense, and they want to, for SmackDown, and they want Fox wants SmackDown to be more sports-focused than entertainment. Well, Mustafa Ali is exactly the type of profile that would fit perfectly in that kind of environment where you have him have uh, his little documentary, you know, a little, uh, a little, um, uh, not a documentary, but, you know, a series of vignettes setting up his history, explaining who he is. Man, that was fantastic. I mean, it was a great segment. Devolved into a, a bit of a messy brawl, but it was okay. This was a wild episode of SmackDown. It was really, really, really wild. There was so much stuff happening everywhere. And when you take a seat, when you take a when you when you take a moment to just stand back and look at what happened, there was legitimately only one wrestling match here. The R Truth, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura stuff weren't matches the only one match we had was the four four tag team elimination match and again wasn't much to it but everything was just so wild enough that we didn't notice we didn't notice lots of thank you daisies in the chat of course Joe Anthony says, never heard of Ailstorm, but I do love drunk rock music. Look, I'm telling you guys, Ailstorm, you're going to have a blast. Check that out. Daniel Price says, I want Van Damme to write Styles a letter saying, Dear AJ, thanks for putting my bong that I called the prototype over on Spectrum. <laughs> CM Phil says, I thought Randy's Didn't You Lose to a Girl was extremely lame. Yes, thank you for putting that out, Phil. Uh, yeah. And Phil, and, and Phil says, I was like, didn't you lose to Jinder Mahal two or three times? Yeah, no, that was that was extremely lame and uh, defeated the purpose. It sort of chipped away at the good or the interest anyway that uh, that Nia Jax's presence created. It, it just continues perpetuating very, very sexist themes. And I agree. Um... Blaine says, uh, Blaine says, more NXT Triple H on the main roster, please. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. This was a wild episode of uh, of the SmackDown recap here on the Warren Hayes Show, folks. Wouldn't you say? We got a, we got a run-in from some crazy woman. I don't know how. I think she's a hacker. I think Kristen Ashley... Has some, uh, I think she uh, she somehow managed to uh, to uh, to to fish for my information. Look look at me trying pretending pretending to show you guys. That I know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, no, but it was nice to have her. Maybe we'll do this again. We'll have her. We'll have her back. It was a nice. You know, it's refreshing sometimes to not always hear my voice. I can only imagine how hard it is for you guys. I want to thank you all for for joining me. Uh, tonight, don't forget uh, NXT uh, 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show tomorrow night on FightfulSelect.com. Don't forget to check out the uh, the Division podcast, Kristen Ashley's podcast over on Fightful.com. 
subscribe right here if you're on YouTube. Just hit the subscribe button. That would be really appreciated. Uh, it, it, that's the best way to really support. Subscribe here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Come join us live. That's fantastic. Or subscribe uh, to my podcast uh, on uh, on all your favorite uh, podcasting applications. Uh, those are really, honestly, sincerely the best ways to support what I do. Doesn't it's not it's not that much of an investment. Plus, plus you just you just show your boy Warren. You say, "Hey, my boy Warren, here's a little a little a little something for you, a little token of my gratitude." Ah. All right, everyone, I want to thank you all very, very much once again for joining me this evening. And you know what? I'll see you next time.